My uh, great uncle, Rabbi Chaim Srebransky, he was a very unique chassid. He never said about him, how many chayimals do I have? I think there was a woman in, in Australia who her husband left her and she needed help and he and he was the one who uh, who really took care of her and whenever a client told the Rebbe what he was doing, the Rebbe said, how many chayimals do I have? So they gave him a unique, a very unique um, uh, classification, you know, like this guy is doing it right. So before he passed away, he asked everyone to learn this mimer. Uh, this mimer is what became his persona, and um, let's go right to it. I don't know. He always looked like a tzaddik. He had like this shine from his face, like 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 when I was since I was a kid, I used to think he's like a, I used to read about secret tzaddikim. I think this guy's got secret tzaddik. Like, I, I, that's how he looked like. His face was always shining. Yeah. Anyone who people are happy with, Hashem is happy with. Anyone who people aren't happy with, Hashem isn't happy with. That says in the Mishnah. The whole point of a person in this world is, the whole point of our being here is, is that by a person acting with good behavior, in his study of Torah, in his performance of mitzvahs, and in his good character, he should cause nachasruch, he should cause pleasure to Hashem. As the famous passage in the Talmud that Hashem says, was actually said about the sacrifices, God says, it is pleasure, I have pleasure, because I said something and you have done my desire. So our mission in this world is to cause nachas to the Ebishter, and that's why we're here. Ha-mitzvahs are called the will of Hashem. The mitzvahs are called the will of Hashem. The Torah is called the wisdom of Hashem. The idea of desire, the, the idea of will, is that will is something that is powerful and precise. And this is what distinguishes will from desire. The way wisdom is transferred is by explanation. The way desire is transferred is by a very strong decree. This is the way it has to be. It can't be any other way. No explanations, no questions. This is the way it is. It has to be this way. It can't be any other way. That's the difference between wisdom and desire. Wisdom is you explain it. And desire is just, this is the way it is. That's how desire is transferred. This is, this is what has to happen. The desire that comes from the very essence of a Jew for Hashem is something that we all have, and this is what causes a Jew to give his life for Hashem, practically. As we say in our davening, we're going to say actually today, 
We get killed all day because of you. Uh, the reason why a Jew has this mysterious nefesh, he has his sacrifices because of his desire for Hashem. Yehudi a Jew, not only does he suffer, is he willing to suffer for his faith in Hashem and for his Yiddishkeit, but he actually gives up his life for his faith in Hashem and for his Yiddishkeit. This all stems from the desire of his very core, the desire of his soul. His soul has this bond with Hashem. Because of the soul bond that a Jew has with Hashem, every Jew, man and woman, cannot and does not desire to be separate, God forbid, from Galatians. This powerful desire of our neshama for godliness, this overwhelms all other physical feelings. The extent that a Jew gives up his body practically for the sake of Hashem and for the sake of Judaism. So it's such a powerful desire that it, 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 it governs, it overwhelms, it overpowers all other physical desires. And the Jew gives up his gives actually gives gives up his life for the sake of the Abishir, for the sake of Tiramitsis. When do you get in touch with this kind of desire? When your desire is truly attached to the desire of Hashem. When your desire is in sync with the desire of Hashem. That's when you have this powerful, powerful desire. That's the end of the first page of here, this uh, translation. Um, I, I think that, that last point means that uh, a Jew has a, this, as a previous Rebbe said, a Jew is a Kabbalah a Jew has a sense of devotion and, and stubbornness, keeping Hashem's will. But there are other things that we could be stubborn about. We were learning, uh, I think it was Shabbos, last week we also learned how it's possible for the animal soul to channel the things of the godly soul for the wrong, to do the wrong thing. Just like we have love and reverence for Hashem, so the animal soul could actually change and darken our neshama, our neshama wants the wrong things. It loves the wrong things, is afraid of the wrong things, afraid of gashmis, take things, are afraid of uh, lacking parnasa, wanting more parnasa. The animal soul could affect the neshama as well to, to, to be in that zone. But that's only external parts of the soul. The essence of the soul, the, the neshama wants to be attached to the ebishter, That that is something that um, there is no way to channel that to, to become an animalistic drive. And conversely, there's no animalistic drive that has anything to do with that kind of desire. In other words, when we say that a Jew is stubborn, the stubbornness that a Jew has, there's a Pasuk Hashem said about the golden calf, Am they're a stubborn nation. So the, there being a stubborn nation on the surface was the reason why Hashem said we did this Avera. But uh, it also means something positive. 
if also means we're stubborn to be close to you, Hashem. No matter what happens in history, we're still close to you. We, we don't give up. So this stubbornness that we have is from the essence of our desire. The Rebbe calls it Ratzon Atzmi. Um, the word Atzmi means essence, but Atzmi means other things too. Ramil Tzil told me that when you see the word Atzmi, it means the way things are supposed to be and the way things are going to be. Meaning when Mashiach will come, if you want to know what something really is, Ramil always said, if, look, look at how it's going to be when Mashiach will come. Mashiach will come, is, is the, that's, the, uh, that's the display of what everything really is today. So the desire of a Jew for the Ebrister, that's an Aratzen Atzmi. That's the way it has to be. It can't be any other way. So I have stubbornness, all kinds of things that, that, uh, that aren't the will of Hashem. That stubbornness that I have doesn't, can never be similar to the stubbornness that I have to be close to Hashem. That stubbornness is unique. That stubbornness is not just unique among all my other desires. It's unique among all creatures in the world. There is no other desire that has any similar strength like the desire of the Jew for the Ebrister. Like it says in the Pasuk, uh, my soul yearns for you, and the, uh, and the commentaries write the words, there's no, no parallel. And the Hasidic masters say that it's not just talking about the grammatical words that are used in, in Tilim, but it's also talking about the kind of yearning a Jew has for the Ebrister. There is no similar kind of yearning. There are similar, uh, there is the intellect, there are feelings, there's, but, but the essence of the desire of a Yid for the Ebrister, that this powerful desire doesn't has no, there's nothing similar. Okay. <laughs> Big fans. In other words, you're saying, is this something which is produced specifically because we're in Golis, specifically because we're in this world, not the way we're in Gan Eden? So it could be that being in Gan Eden um, could, uh, could, could conceal this desire of, the, of, of, of a Jew. It also like different things happen in this world can conceal this desire. But it's not something which only is present here. This is the essence of the Jew. So, yeah, there's different phenomena that, that could expose it and reveal it. The second characteristic of desire is that it's precise. When you have a desire for something, what that means is you want it to be exactly this way and can't be any other way. The difference between Torah, Chochmah, and a mitzvah is, in every sugi, in every, in every single subject in the Talmud, you'll find many different uh, ideas, many different ideas, many different ways of looking at, at uh, any particular subject. So because of the various ideas and, the, and their weight in, in, the, in the arena of halacha, that will cause different psiske halacha, different rules to emerge. But that's just the way things are in the, uh, in, in the Talmud. That's the way things are 
on a deeper level, in the way things are in a level of wisdom. But a mitzvah is a desire of Hashem. In a mitzvah, there are there is no distinction within within every mitzvah. Um, either it's, in other words, a mitzvah is either done or it's not done. A, a mitzvah has to be done exactly the way Hashem wants it to be. Only if it's done this specific way, then it causes nachas So, uh, for example, it says um, when when you bring a sharecropper, uh, not sharecropper, when you bring someone to work in your field. The lacha is, while he's working in your field, he's allowed to eat grapes. Or he's working on your grapes, get your grapes. And there's a whole lacha discussion in the Gemara. What's the um, definition of his ownership of the grapes? Is it something that Hashem gives him, even though it, it, he it doesn't have any ownership over it? Or it does, does he actually have ownership of it? Can he give those grapes to his family? Are you only able to eat those grapes while he's working for you? So there's all kinds of ideas that, that, that the Gemara tries to understand what each mitzvah is, and that results in different halachas. But when you're talking from the end-user experience in Shulchan Aruch and the Code of Jewish Law, then there is just one thing. There's just the will of Hashem. When a person acts with, does a mitzvah, it causes pleasure to Hashem, and also when a person does acts with good character, with good midas, that causes Hashem to have pleasure. It says in the Torah, Jews are called children of Hashem. But Gashmus in the Rayim we see in this physical world, the what is the greatest pleasure that a father has? When he sees his children have good behavior, there is no greater satisfaction a father can have than seeing that. When the children listen to the father, or they, when he tells them to do something, or they don't do what he tells them not to do, certainly that causes them to have great, great pleasure. But when is, is there real pleasure in the father? When the children act with good character. So when they listen to him, when he tells them to do something, that causes them great pleasure too, but the real pleasure, the real deep pleasure is when he sees his children act with good character. So the Abishter is also our father, and the Abishter has pleasure when he sees that we have good behavior, we have good midas, good character. And that's the meaning of the Mishnah, of the teaching of Rabbi Chaim and Daisa. He says anyone who people are happy with, the Abishter is happy with. Or the, rec- the exact translation is not people. The exact translation is anyone who creatures are happy with. Creatures means simple people who do not know how to learn. Rather, they do Hashem's desire without asking why. Briyas means there's just creations. Then it, 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 The word creation indicates we're not talking about any sophistication at all. We're just talking about plop. They're here. They're created by Hashem. Simple people do not know how to learn. They do mitzvahs without asking questions. There is no why in their life. They believe in God. They believe in the Torah. And they do mitzvahs because God said so. They don't know about the crooked letter that we're all familiar with. The letter Y. They don't have that. They're only creatures of Hashem. And they do mitzvahs and learn Torah with simple faith. Rabbi Chinim and Deisa, used to say, to be simple isn't simple. To be really simple really isn't simple. But these people have made it. They've reached that madrega. 
the famous story in Hayyim how this great genius who knew the entire Babylonian, Jerusalem, Talmud, and everything that was printed in Hasidus, he knew by heart, and he asked Semach Tzedek, how can you reach the level of a simple Jew? And Semach Tzedek said that Kabbalah sale, that through acceptance of the yoke of Hashem, it can reveal your essence, can change the way things are, to change your metzias, change your externalities, and can reveal your essence. So these people have made it. They have reached the level of Kabbalah sale, they don't ask questions, the Ebesha says, and that's good enough. Rabbi Chinim Andesa was someone who was used to seeing miracles happen to him all the time. Like the famous story in the Gemara about how his daughter, daughter once lit Shabbos candles with vinegar instead of oil, and, he's, and he told his daughter, don't worry, Hashem who told the oil to burn, will tell the vinegar, vinegar to burn. So he used to see miracles all the time. The Gemara says about Rechim and said the whole world is nourished because of Hanina, my son. So he's someone who was uh, very familiar with the spirit of Hashem, Hashem's happiness. And, I, I don't know who else was contending with that position this time. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What is his official position? I'm not sure. He knew the value of sincerity. He knew the Abishter's disposition, so to speak. And he knew the value that Hashem places Upon sincerity. Which is the main virtue of simple people. Whatever they do is with sincerity. That is the commandment of Hashem. That's, 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 the, that's what the Abishter loves. He loves this, uh, this sincerity. I used to think I, um, that my great uncle, actually, before I knew about his excitement about this mimer, I said, this guy's a simple guy. He's a simple guy. <laughs> and the truth is, he knew a lot of Torah. He knew he was, he was a great scholar. But that wasn't his, his, what, what he projected, because he actually uh, had this sincerity. Um, so that is something that causes Hashem to have a unique pleasure, this simple performance of mitzvahs, because Hashem said so. This sincerity has the greatest importance to Hashem, greatest, greatest value to Hashem. Yeser mikol asogos nals b'yeser, greater than all of the most loftiest level of understanding. Witnessing Mitzvahs Nefesh, witnessing sincerity to keep Torah Mitzvahs, Moshe Rabbeinu himself was humbled by seeing People keep tearing with Mesir's Nefesh. So, the, the, no matter how great your understanding is, it's still nothing in comparison to simple sincerity. Moshe Rabbeinu, who had the highest level of understanding, godliness, he was awed, he was humbled, witnessing simple Mesir's Nefesh. Moshe Rabbeinu was the most humble person upon the earth. Midas. The reason he was so humble was not because he was living in a generation of scholars, and he was humble in front of all these scholars, a generation of knowledge, the Torah says. His humility was before all people. Hashem showed Moshe Rabbeinu every generation that will ever live, together with their leaders. Ah, Meshiach Tzakeinu. Meshiach Rabbeinu saw the generation of Meshiach. 
the generation that will greet Mashiach, the greatest scholars, the greatest daveners, the greatest servants of Hashem, their knowledge, their understanding is infinitesimal, it's nothing compared to Meishah Benu's knowledge, Meishah Benu's understanding of Galinus. Meishah Benu saw the generation, our generation, the great Mashiach, and he saw that the greatest uh, scholars, they, they, who, Kriyachal, so to speak, they understand a lot about Torah, a lot about Hashem, garnished. It's nothing. But yet, despite the fact that their understanding is so so negligible, they, they, despite the fact that they understood that, that, that they um, their knowledge is so negligible, <coughs> they still do termitzis with sacrifice. Especially the simple people, the people of this generation. Meishbin was so humbled because of their sincerity. He considered himself inferior to our generation, looking at the sincerity of people in our generation, despite all the challenges, that they keep their mitzvahs with this, with Hashem said so. So concerning these people, Hashem says, Someone who people are happy with, people are happy with, with the way he acts and the way creatures are happy with the way he acts and the way he behaves, that's a sign that God's happy. Rabbi Chinim is telling us two very deep things. The first thing he's telling us is. First thing he's telling us is that as great as fear of Hashem is, is and as great as um, doing mitzvahs, doing lots of mitzvahs, as, as important it is to do lots of good things, and important as it is to have fear of Hashem, that only helps you have wisdom. There was another mission, mission before this, and they says that you have to have more deeds than wisdom for your, for your wisdom to stay. That's, that's one thing he teaches us. But to have the Abishter happy with you, besides the fact that you, your own wisdom, you want your own wisdom to, to last, but you want the Abishter to be happy with you, it's only if you have good character. Hashani, the second thing he taught us is, How do you know that the Abishter is happy with you? It's not if Torah scholars are happy with, happy with you. It's not if those who, are, who know Torah, keep Torah, they're happy with you. Those simple people keep there with sincerity. If they're happy with you, then you know you're you're you're, you're in good graces with uh, with the Abishter. Because the most important thing by the Abishter is sincerity. So if the people have sincerity, value where you are, then you're, you're doing something good.